0: This is the SFF Audio Podcast. Hi, I'm Jesse.
1: Hi, I'm Julie from A Good Story is Hard to Find podcast.
2: Hi, I'm Misa.
0: And we're going to talk about Journey to the Center of the Earth. Um, Sometimes center is spelled R-E- Uh, sometimes it's a journey to the center of the earth, um, or the journey to the center of the earth or, uh, a trip to the center of the earth or (laughs) a voyage to the center of the earth. Uh, but, um, what's so misleading about the titles? they actually don't go to the center of the earth. (laughs) Did you guys notice that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They don't even go close to it.
2: We don't even know if the original guy got close either.
0: So, so yeah, I, I want to talk point. about Arne Segnusum. That's how you say that name.
2: I, I've i been dreading saying that name. I've got it written here in front of me. And I'm, like, I'm not even going to try.
0: Oh, I, I I listened to the audiobook and I really enjoyed the the narrator for it. So um,
1: which narration? Was it a LibriVox or a...
0: Yeah, it's a uh, LibriVox narration, which I will put in. Oh, no, no it's, it's not a LibriVox TV, narration. Somebody. It's Yeah, it's from Lit to Go. That's yeah. right. Oh, right. And, and they're he's good. the same guy, um, the guy who did um, the narrative of A. Gordon Pym of Nantucket being oh. a blah, 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 blah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he's really good. He did a really I
1: listened, good job. I listened mm-hmm. to Tim Curry. Because I happened to have it. I think I had it either. It was a daily deal or free when it came out from Audible. And he, of course, was marvelous.
0: mm -hmm. So um, do you guys think that Arn Sagnusom went down into the earth, came back and put that paperwork, not paperwork, scrap of paper in that book? Or did he die down there after, like, putting it in the book and then, like, I don't know, giving it to, uh, giving it to a servant who ran back to his house and then <laughs> got into a chain of events. And he's, like, his dead corpse is down there. Hans's
1: great-great-great-grandfather or something.
2: So he, yeah. he, he imagined he was going to go down there, wrote the notes, uh, and then yeah, went?
1: Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, I, it doesn't make sense, does it?
2: It no, doesn't make sense. Like the no. professor, he went down and came back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, uh... The trail goes cold because, after. Certain.
2: Because he went down and came back because he knew he was too specific. Like he he talks about. Right. Egypt. He talks yeah. about the, all these different things that were that came up. So he couldn't That's have true.
0: guessed. Yeah. I, and uh, the tra- there's definitely a trail. Right. So there's hmm. the stuff at the beginning and then they go down there and they find his name. And then there's the knife.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right?
0: uh mm-hmm. a dagger i think it is right yeah um but then i think that's it i don't think there's any more evidence like we don't find a grave we don't find a no. you know a campsite or
2: well I but he got any further either yeah the he the could have at the center as far as journey
1: he is cut short in and which could have happened to him too right. i mean and, and they don't get to finish exploring
2: yeah and they said he had no what, what what were they using to measure they were using a barometer and a other
0: manometer, manometer.
2: so he they said yeah. he didn't have these tools so as as far as he knew he maybe he thought that was the center
0: mm hmm yeah and he he's going alone rather as far as we know right mm-hmm there's no um
2: unless his dead servant is down there he neglected to mention (laughs) it
0: that's right it would be like 15 dead servants down (laughs) there yeah his dead
2: servants are down there yeah yeah because they would have to be dead
1: or like hans super faithful and silent to the point of has to turn (laughs) has to turn that's that's it just pay me. I'll do anything and go anywhere and be perfect. That's Would you like so. some bacon while we're shooting up on the lava? I'm fixing that
0: for you. <laughs> I'm cooking it off the edge Exactly. Right? <laughs> I
1: think we'll need something to eat now. Here you go.
0: So, uh, yeah, it's, it's not lava, though, is it? It's uh, Well. It's, it's, it's magma because it's underground. Well, no, it's, I, I think it's just water.
2: It was water under. You mean you mean when they're coming back?
0: It shoots yeah. them up. It yeah. was
2: water underneath, but they were they were sitting on the lava. But it was really? the water was pushing yeah. the lava up. Right. Okay. Uh,
0: as usual, I overdosed on uh, adaptations, <laughs> so I'm getting a bit confused. If you
1: didn't. I feel like you were a pod person.
0: Something wrong. <laughs> Something weird went wrong. Yes. Just, yeah. <laughs> So I I read two comic version uh well two and a half comic versions adaptations, that is comics you know right mm-hmm. sequential art sort of thing and then I uh, did the 2008 movie which uh, is the I one was
2: Brendan Fraser
0: yeah and I wasn't looking forward to it but actually it was it was pretty
2: good oh was it <laughs> like a roller coaster ride yeah
0: cool. I, I, I I sort of realized at the end of the movie I was like oh, this was a 3D movie. That's why all that stuff happened, because it was... Oh. They were and, to make it like, but the, yeah. But the thing is, is, it was so light. It was so fluffy mm-hmm. that even though it it's sort of a featherweight you know, in terms of uh, value, right? It was so fluffy, it didn't mind. Like, ah, whatever. Yeah it, but, but, yeah, it was just
2: fun.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. It nice was short, too. Yeah. Well, also, how much can you do with this book? Nobody's going to care about all this science that Vern puts in, and the story is very yeah. light. If you, all you've really got is the nephew uncle dynamic going on yeah. there,
2: which yeah, so yeah. But didn't didn't you find that it was highly um, engaging? I mean, there was only the three, oh, of, yeah, and they were under the earth, and yeah. it was still you know a page turner.
0: Mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, I like that aspect. But I did notice in all of the adaptations that I watched and read, pretty much, except for the comics, um, they always add a female um, (laughs) expeditionary member. And that makes sense. You know, this is a 20th century adaptation or 21st century adaptation. Got to add a girl in there, Mm -hmm. um, other than at the beginning. But... um, the other thing that I think that is really interesting as opposed to adaptation is inspiration. So there's two books that I've done as podcasts already, uh, that Can I are guess totally why? inspired by this book.
2: Oh, no, no, no. Did you say inspired by this book or this? Yes. Book
0: inspired? inspired by this book. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. I, I have. Okay. What were you going to guess was the inspiration for it? No, I know. I, I was, oh. I was going to guess that we're inspired by this book.
0: Oh yeah. Let's hear your, My, your um,
2: uh Lost World by Arthur Conan Doyle.
0: One hundred percent, absolutely. Did that right. come
2: later? Nineteen twelve, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. So one of the things that's exactly the same is the the um the setup is that
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: there's a professor. <laughs> right? An irascible yes. professor. That's right. <laughs> uh, a professor, his associate who is younger and who is going on the mission for a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and there's uh, a forerunner a person who went before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so in the case of of uh, the lost world that character's name maple white and oh, yeah. he's an artist who went to the lost world before uh in this case we've got arnsegnusim right and uh there's dinosaurs yep mhm uh, uh they're fauna and cavemen right natives yeah an underground journey because oh, yeah. they actually travel through the, uh, the, the cliffs. Um, and, uh, it's fun. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I
0: prefer it.
2: You prefer the second one.
0: Oh yeah. Oh,
1: well, this I was think. not for, I think for me, I've realized cause I've re, I reread uh, journey to the S- No, sorry. <laughs> I just did. Yes. Um, Around the World in 80 Days, and I listened Mm -hmm. to that in audio, and um, I liked it, but not as much as when I was a teenager reading them. And I realized it's because he stops and does these huge sections of exposition about, in this case, about the science. Mm -hmm. to the center of the earth in the terms of around the world in 80 days, it was the places they were, which I found at least more interesting because thinking of what did they know then and what was he telling everyone? But it was the same lack of story content and, uh, you know, the other book had more.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that you really notice in this book, uh, I read around the world in 80 days, not too long ago as well and he's not my favorite writer Jules Verne and mm-hmm. i i think it's because what he's doing is not it, so this series right the it's this is a series the uh, journey vo-
2: fantastic or something
0: fantastic yeah. journeys or fantastic something, voyages i yeah. think it's called right mm-hmm. um this is the third book in that series um most of them we do not even remember at all you know there's basically the the four big ones there's uh, around the world in 80 days there's um, A Journey to the Center of the Earth. There's uh 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And, there's, and there's probably one more Something that I'm forgetting.
2: Something about a Balloon,
0: 12? Oh, right, Five oh. Weeks in a Balloon is his right. first book, right? Okay. Okay, and, you know, there's the is Mysterious Island, and, and right. um, there's a few more, but he wrote 66 novels. <laughs> yeah. Which is a lot, and a, a whole bunch of short stories. But one of the things he's doing that is really obvious in this book, and less... Uh, obvious when you just read one book i guess it was became really obvious when i read this book because this is maybe the second time i've read it but Mm -hmm. is that he's he actually says in in some interview or something what he wants to do is visit every place in the world Mm -hmm. the entire history of the universe (laughs) and characterize every nation right Mm -hmm. and so what do we get in this book Germans and uh, Icelanders Icelanders <laughs> and then then Danish. Right, thank you. Danish. I was going <laughs> to say Danish. Denmarkians. Denmarkians. <laughs> but, yeah, Denmarkians <laughs> is not right. So the the Danes have a certain characteristic, the Icelanders have a, a certain like characteristic. It, yes. Yeah, and um and obviously our our main character, the uh, professor is he is the most characteristic, mm-hmm. right? Uh, um, even more so than our storyteller who he's a young man he's not set in his ways in the same way <laughs> right that the old professor is um but those things are they're cute right we see it in around the world in 80 days mm-hmm. you know with the passepartout being the frenchman right the garrulous frenchman and then we've got all the
1: the Englishman, the Hindu,
0: is it a Hindu, yeah. Indian girl, the right. Americans. It's,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, they, they're sort of, everybody's sort of a cartoon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or as one of my students uh, likes to say, stereotype. <laughs> 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 Racist. Stereotype. <sighs> Just, you know, all the uh, things where you, you classify, sort of, you distill down a character. Yeah. Right? And uh, they're fun. I mean, I, I enjoyed um I enjoyed the The main character here saying, you know, showing us the how crazy his uncle is when he locks the door, (laughs) starts working on this. Nobody's eating. And then two and a half days go by and he says, so uh, have I missed dinner? (laughs) He he doesn't even know that he's locked the door for two and a half days.
1: Well, and I love also that he's able to really take that same cartoonish look at the um a teenager as well as a scientist because that's mm-hmm. not just a national characteristic because the kid is sitting there going, I already know. I'm not telling you because I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And he's just about to starve. And he's like, Oh maybe I should tell him, you know. But that's yeah, what it takes.
0: Like comedy. Yeah. Right <clears throat> I like I-, I liked it. I I don't love it, but I liked it. Yeah. So, so the other one that is inspired by this book, and I, yeah, I mean, Lost World is a fabulous book. And but, it,
2: Lost World, I do prefer Lost World as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's... It's more but,
2: lighthearted and fun and...
0: It's 30 years after this
2: yeah. book. And there's
1: book. more well, actually, to more it. Actually, yeah, more than 30. Yeah, more adventure to it. He's not worried about telling you the science stuff. Vern loves to tell you the science. No, you know, like...
2: I think and he he's mixed just science and fiction. Per- yeah, well, yeah, he did.
0: Vern, Vern loves to tell you the science stuff, but he also loves to tell you about what he likes to read, and mm-hmm. he—it's architecture, right? He is actually going on tour, right? When we go to, it takes a long time for us to actually get to even to Sneffels. Before we even get to Sneffels, yeah. we have to go to Iceland. Mm-hmm. Before we go to Iceland, we have to go to Denmark. Before we go to Denmark, we have to get out of Germany. <laughs> <right? laughs> Got to check the
1: timetables. Oh my gosh, what? I have to leave right now.
0: Right. Yeah. And so the, the journey, you know, when they get to Copenhagen, right, They, they he tours the town. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Yeah. And so that he he likes to tell us about, it's like the reason this book, these books were so popular in their day is because this is very, a vicarious, uh, traveling. I'm sure. Right. You get this. Uh, and what's interesting is that, uh, Vern himself was not, you know, uh, always traveling around the world. He, he went, uh, a, a few places, He went to the United States one time, mm-hmm. he went to England. Right. But he, ne- he hadn't been, you know, to Africa and, India and right he's doing research he's spending time reading other people's books and he puts that into the books so um verisimilitudelessly with so much um uh you know adventurous passion and a bit of humor that people people were really digging it but once you read Jules Verne you sort of say okay what else you got and yeah (laughs) I, I think that's re-read. what Conan Doyle was doing with Lost World. Is He said, I love that book. Let's see if I can do something like that. And mm-hmm. He did. So the other one that I, I think also, not to poop all over this book, but that tops it in a large way oh. is is At the Earth's Core hmm. by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Either you read that one? No.
1: Oh, gosh. I think maybe a long time ago. Now, wait. In that one, does he meet a girl and, you know— Yes. Okay. Of I got that one mixed up with this. I kept going, why are they running away First with this? Yeah. Why are those people 12 feet tall and they're running away? I thought he was going to come back with a girlfriend. I'm like, right? She what was it
0: was. Girl. I got it mixed up. You know, if we do an adaptation of this, I think we have to have a 12-foot gigantus girlfriend for, for the main <laughs> character. Country. That's what I went. I thought he was supposed to meet
1: a cute cave girl and put her on the raft. Okay, I got that's it. Right. Wrong book.
0: That is the wrong book. Yeah, that's at the Earth's core. So at the Earth's Core explicitly uh, references uh, Journeys to the Center of the Earth. Um, is that and, the,
1: the Pelucidar series?
0: Yeah, that's okay. the first book in the Pellucidar series. Okay. I think the second one's called Pelucidar. Oh,
1: okay,
0: got it. Uh, so, said this this uh, At the Earth's Core is a, is a fun book.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: about mm-hmm. a professor who builds a uh, a machine to tunnel into the Earth um, to test out his his theories about geology. He he starts tunneling, um, and they tunnel down for a long time, and then they pop out in a world that's at the center of the Earth. Mm. So instead of um, being like in a cave, they're on a round world with the sun in the center, and uh, it curves uh, off in the opposite direction. So when we are standing on the Earth's surface, we're standing on their roof, right? Right, yeah. yeah. and they're standing on in the our basement ceiling. <laughs> while they're in the ceiling, the ceiling. Oh. No. Yeah. They're the base, the ceiling of the basement. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. And, um, then they proceed to have adventures down there. So is that
2: sort of like that, that reference in the middle of this book to the, um, what did he say? He said an, an empty world or, uh, an. I've
0: got that quote somewhere in here. I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see
2: um i mean i've got it somewhere too
0: it's in chapter 30
2: yeah uh, uh, gazing around i think of the theory of the english captain who compared it to a vast hollow sphere in the interior of which the air is retained in a luminous state by means of atmospheric pressure with two stars pluto and uh porcupine circled there in their mysterious orbits
0: Right. And Porcepine, so Pluto's is Hades, right? Oh, yeah. In Greek. Right. And Porcepine is the Roman equivalent of Persephone.
1: That's what, I, yeah, I was just going, Persephone?
0: Really? Good. Okay. Uh, Porcepina is also her name. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, Jules Verne sometimes is slightly off on spelling. He, he always called Edgar Allan Poe Edgard.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So,
2: but he took that from a different book, right? Like,
0: yeah, it doesn't say, right? It says an the theory of an English captain. Yeah, I I, so who is that? But this line is that book.
2: that book, that line is that book. Um, Yeah, but I thought he made it up. No, it's from something else.
0: Probably is from something else. Do you think? Because he he loved to reference everything. Well,
2: true. And what I kind
1: of love that about him is that he was such a fanboy, you know, because he's mm-hmm. the one who wrote the sequel to the Edgar Allan Poe story, the mm-hmm. Pym, the
0: Sphinx in the Ice. Is
1: yeah, sequel. exactly. And I'm like, I love it. He was doing fanfic.
0: That's yeah, he he movie. was the number one fan of Poe.
1: Yeah,
3: in yeah.
0: France, I mean, Baudelaire's uh, making making him popular, but. Uh, I get. I think I sent you guys the the big uh, academic essay about the references. Did you guys yeah. have a look at that?
3: Yeah. I...
0: His number one I reference, you know, yeah. beyond Dumas and uh, um, all the millions of people he he referenced, it was Poe. Ah. Uh, Poe, hmm. Poe, 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 po. and and you sort of see that if you look at his books, the Poe does basically all the things that uh, Vern does. Right? Um, sort of mysterious stories and science fiction stories and fantastic adventures and hoaxes and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Just more
1: concentrated. hmm In Poe's case. Yeah.
0: And so yeah, we get the this beautiful tradition from Poe to Verne, and then uh Conan Doyle and Edgar Rice Burroughs. And who wrote The Green Girl?
1: because that i was going that's, oh that's clearly Jack Williamson. Said, is yeah that that's right? it it's much later i know mm-hmm. i should remember it because i read it i think you sent it. That, is that is that
0: that's not set in the center of the earth is it well it's under the ocean right okay it's
1: the other world that's under the ocean and i think they plow below the surface and that's where they are right. and Farming so i'm like to me that's it. a similar thing they just got there mm-hmm. without going through you know the volcano they went through the ocean
0: Mm-hmm. to escape
1: the aliens the horrible aliens
0: mm-hmm. attacking yeah i'm I, I, I like i really enjoyed this book but it wasn't it wasn't like uh i got to i got to read the rest of them right
2: no that's how no. i felt too but there was some interesting um like he had some interesting things to say like you know how um we, we when they talk about the the uh the process of an of, of a human embryo how it goes through stages where it has gill slits and it's pale mm-hmm. and, and you know and 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 going forward. And so I was thinking about the earth, it, it, that way. So like mm-hmm. every um, every every phase it's gone through is is go. You go back through time and you're going back through its life, that way in the same way.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: know. So it was interesting. You know, like that. To, to
3: mm-hmm. and
2: and also, you know, you you look up. You look up into the stars, and you're seeing backwards in time. And you look mm-hmm. down into the earth, and you're seeing backwards in time.
0: Absolutely. You know, yeah.
2: there, there was stuff to kind of think about that I, I liked.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think, you know, like, the the science in here is pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. The, one of the one of the things that people, um, like, when I first was looking at the, the numbers, right? So 1874 is the first... Major book in English. There's actually one came out 1871 in English translation, but that's not the one that everybody knows and reads. It's the 74. But the original French is in 64. In 64, mm. uh, France is a different country than it is in 74. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by uh, uh and the relationship with Germany is a hell of a different relationship because 1864 they're just sort of you know going along and trying not to make too many enemies and and then s- by 1874 they've had uh, an invasion from Germany mm-hmm. and they've been surrounded Paris is surrounded and uh starved and they've sent up a bunch of balloons trying to get people out of the city with documents and <laughs> it's 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 much more um sort of the modern cosmopolitan um, me- mechanistic world 1864 is you know American Civil War right 1874 the year year is 10 years makes a hell of a difference in the world Mm -hmm. the technologies are are really cooking by then and and the um this book would have seemed um i don't know looking at if you're reading at contemporary times in english you would have seen it probably a lot differently than the French would have seen it in just 10 years later, well, because it's very, uh, international is, I think,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. uh, one, one of the, this book is really funny too. And you really notice yeah. it if, if you pay attention, it is one of the things that happens in early on is, um, he, he says about his, his, uh, uncle's, um, ward. Um, I was in love with her, uh, or something like that. Um, in fact, you could say I adored her, if any such word exists in the German language. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. I,
1: yeah, and I have to say, the thing I love is those little digs because, um, and I hate to hearken back again to Around the World in 80 Days, but one of the things that I loved was the way he kept zinging the Americans and the <laughs> British, Mm-hmm. And you know this was written for a French audience, and so you're just snickering because the thing is, is as an American, and also an American who looks at the British kind of the way the French might, mm-hmm. he was right. I was like, I can't deny these things. You're right about us. And so mm-hmm. I just loved the way he would just take those chances. And, you know, we don't think about Vern as being sly. And no,
0: sensible. but he's And he's, he's just very, very sly. and I think that just shows his level of intelligence yeah he he seemed to be like a very um in his reading right he yeah. apparently he he was ashamed to admit that he didn't read in english um oh, really uh so he he apparently said oh yes i read i read in uh all the major languages or whatever
2: <laughs> just like, um, just like the professor <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and Except so all the, language, all the important languages
0: yeah. that's right yeah. and 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 the main character he he only uh, only person he can talk to in all of iceland is uh right Is the guy who can speak latin and the reason verne knows anything about latin is because his dad tried to force him to become a lawyer
3: Mm -hmm. Uh. and
0: so uh, you sort of see um him trying not to be provincial right he's he's mm-hmm. trying to, he's very very internationally focused
2: wait but he he all yeah and he's he also like litters it the whole book with references to like virgil and mm-hmm. homer and hamlet like it's just full
0: indeed and uh, i i tweeted you guys this morning the chapter seven insult that i thought was just terrific He's insulting his his nephew. What was he that? He says, "You monument to ignorance,"
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't know some fact or whatever. Um, and then in chapter eight, there's a zinger in every chapter. In chapter eight, they're on the train uh, headed to uh, Copenhagen, and one of the passengers says, "Hey, there's there's the asylum," right as they go by. And then <laughs> just in a commentary to himself and to us main character says great as it as it is that asylum is not big enough to contain all of professor Lidenbrock's madness yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's right the guy's the guy's completely nuts i mean he he says he says "Yep, yeah, we're going down into the center of the earth and then the nephew says well, what about going back up out of the center of the earth and he says we'll leave that we'll leave for that later.
2: to later <laughs> yeah.
0: we'll figure it out later what's <laughs> wrong with you you have no vision <laughs> Yeah. you're focused on the wrong thing yeah. yeah
2: Later on he says when when I think they're at the ocean or something he says I, I care nothing about seeing magnificent spectacles. I came down to the interior of the earth with an object and that object I mean to attain Don't talk to me about admiring scenery or any <laughs> other sentimental truth's
0: right <laughs> And when they go uh, on tour of Reykjavik or no, it's Copenhagen right? He he says uh, he convinced his uncle to go on the the walking tour with him, and as soon as they they uh, get to some spire, makes him climb up it, oh, yeah. uh, even though he's got <laughs> vertigo. And then every day, while they're waiting for the ship to come in, <laughs> he forces him to go up there <laughs> and, and get less less vertigo because it's become an exercise rather than just a, a tourist you know oh, yeah. visit. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Oh, you have a problem with vertigo? We're coming back every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna work on this. And and the descriptions, you know, of him like crawling up the up the stairs, being forced. This uh, uh, the main character is really funny. Oh, he's yeah. yeah, the kid, yeah. Yeah. I love. Him. I I don't think of him as a child. I, in the well, no, he's, teenager. He's young. Is he a teen? I thought he was in his twenties. I think was he's in he? his twenties. Yeah, that's what I
1: felt like. Okay, he just acts very immature a lot of the time in how he reacts to things. And I guess that's why, also because I read this first as a teenager, and I loved this book. I read it several times, and I think it's because I related to that character. So rereading it, I was struck by how volatile the character was. And when I was a teenager, I didn't notice it. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting reflection, you know. Mm -hmm. He really gets personality is right even though they're extreme you feel mm-hmm. the reality of them so mm-hmm.
0: sorry jesse go ahead no no I, I i'm calling him the main character his name's axel Axel. Yes. yeah it's, um, I,
2: it's funny i have a, a a a book version of it it's mm-hmm. a, a signet classic and oh. uh, all the names are different Mm-hmm. Axel's name is Henry, and the professor yeah. is Hardwig instead of Lidenbrock. Gretchen is right. Robin. Why? Do you know why?
0: Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, they they seem to do... So, in every adaptation, so except for the 2008 one. I actually kind of like the 2008. Uh, it's not really an adaptation. It's a sequel, because what, what, what actually is a little bit... Whoever wrote it is kind of clever. Even though it's a you know sort of a junky 3D movie, what they did was they say, yeah, we really like uh, this book. Um, let's adapt it, and they say well, let's throw out the entire uh, uh, premise and make it a sequel. Except the book was not not um, a fiction book. It's a secret history, right? Mm-hmm. That's published, and those people who who know this uh, can follow in the footsteps, right? So the the Segnusum document becomes the jules verne novel and so the american main character who goes with his nephew um and they meet an icelandic um uh guide right go down into this underground voyage or journey it it parallels the book but they changed everybody right so the guide is now a girl, Oh. The main character is an American and his nephew is Canadian and they are going to find uh, the uncle who disappeared doing the exact same thing so that it's a sequel, sequel, sequel. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a 1959 movie where um, the main character is Scottish, <laughs> um, his nephew uh, is not his nephew, it's his uh, student mm-hmm. and the girl is the uncle's daughter. Except the uncle's not an uncle, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe she isn't, I don't know, she's a niece or whatever. But, yeah, they they can't keep it as two German guys <laughs> with a German girl at home visiting Denmark and then going to Scotland, right? Mm-hmm. Or going to Iceland. Because where, for an English audience, that's just too far. Henry's got to be uh, a, an Englishman, right? Mm-hmm. With a name like Henry. Yeah whereas Axel is a German name, right? So I think that the, the, what happens is the movies come out and they just they f- try and fix it, right, to make it more relevant. Well, also, so yeah, sure it's,
1: it's kind of that thing of it's too foreign. They'll never yeah. understand it.
0: Thanks. Yeah, huh. Exactly. Yeah. It's already by a French guy. Well, you can't have <laughs> Come on, man Germans and Icelanders
1: Yeah and Greth I can't remember his girlfriend's name but
0: Right they keep Gretel. changing Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's Gretchen in some of the Gretchen, versions. that's and, mm-hmm. But that's not that's not what it is in the original No, um, book.
2: In, in the audiobook it was Grauben. Grauben. Grauben that's
0: it. Yeah. And then Gretchen and also Gretel and mm-hmm. and uh,
2: There was I I read somewhere that that his works were Badly, badly translated, all the time.
0: Yeah, I think that's right.
2: So maybe some of it came out through those then.
0: Yeah, and who knows even what version I'm reading. (laughs) All I can tell you is that I learned a lot about Eiderdown, which I didn't know (laughs) much about, (laughs) and I kind of I I enjoyed it. I mean, learning about what. Uh, eiderdown hunters are they're more like gatherers than they are hunters, I aren't they? I felt so
1: sorry for that little eiderdown duck. I was listening to
2: that. Oh duck. yeah, the
1: yeah. poor little thing. Very clever, very clever. But I'm yeah, we're glad kind they of let them
0: parasites, have parasites them. aren't we? Mm. Stealing their stealing their nest fluff.
1: Well, thank goodness for the male that had some, and then they let it go. So yeah, have a plot. Uh, I couldn't uh,
0: find I any evidence scattered. that the males actually do that. No, um, I think half of that was old wives tales but yeah but you know the the first half was good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i i also want to put in a plug for so the science in in this is pretty damn good so the theory that the nephew's always trying to say well wait a second the earth center is hot mm-hmm. yeah
3: like, yeah
0: this is this is uh legit This is legit for the time, and it's actually true, we think, still today, right? Yeah. But you can't have an underground adventure to the center of the earth if the (laughs) earth's center is hot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, when the professor is making his argument as to why that's not true, he says, you know, evidence, going and finding out, making the test, that's the real test of whether a theory is good or not. And that's the same. Stuff that we see going on in the uh, Conan Doyle, right? Mm -hmm. In the Lost World, right? Mm -hmm. He says everybody's laughing at me. Here's a pterodactyl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, here's proof. What do you think of that? Huh? Yeah. And that's that's really how science works. And there's a line in here, something about that. I Um, marked it. Let's see if I can. Did you mark it? Oh, let's see if I can. See if I can bring it up. Fine.
1: Um. He yeah he up. basically says errors are fine, science, my boy, is composed of errors, but errors that it is right to make for they lead step by step to the truth.
0: I don't know if that's the line you were thinking of, but I yeah no that. that's it's so one. true it is it's exactly yeah. how it works yeah and there there's all sorts of stuff going on remember the the ball lightning yeah, basically yeah. they don't call it that, but whatever the hell's going on there um that is, it was making me think of um, St. Elmo's Fire as well, because mm-hmm. they're, they're a little, you know, their raft has a, a sail.
1: Oh, yeah, the static
0: electricity. Yeah. And then their, uh, the compass problems that they have, right? Um, it also, it's so sort of almost realistic you know what I mean mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. the fact that they don't know what shore they're on because the the,
1: the compass is compass
0: Wampus right and he keeps recognizing creeks and stuff as being the ones they've been to before but they're not there yeah
1: yeah
0: and then uh, the calculations is where where they're gonna show up on the surface right Um They end up in Stromboli and they, (laughs) they this is in Germany.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The grape, the grapes were the clue or the vine. That
2: was so cute at the end when they grab when they, when they grab that little boy and and the professor starts talking to him so nicely. Where do you think? And then like, and then when he's like shaking that kid, (laughs) (laughs) answer me,
1: speak straight. (laughs) What's wrong with you?
0: There are not many people living on Stromboli, but uh, you can sort of understand why it's it's been actively exploding for a long time. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, um, I don't know if you guys noticed in your researches, but Julia, dig this, and Misa too, I think. Um, Stromboli, if you look at it uh, on the Wikipedia entry, it's uh apparently Tolkien's model for Mount Doom. No. Oh, really? Of course, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, interesting. Wow. It's not interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really a terrible place. Yeah, it's you. you uh, don't drop rings in it as much as I see uh, Germans <laughs> shooting out yeah, of it.
2: That's right. You just wait <laughs> around for somebody to pop out and catch them. We, I like the way that uh, they didn't. They didn't give us how they actually got out. We went from we're going up to we're on the side of the mountain. Like we didn't. <laughs> there, we there was no. You know. <laughs> Horrible uh, shooting out or yeah. landing on my head. There was nothing. It was just, oh, I'm here. I was so confused. I couldn't record that part.
0: One of the professor, what the professors say is so funny is he says, um, uh, we will not tell them how we actually got here. Instead, we will say we were shipwrecked, <laughs> yeah. which is true.
3: Exactly. <laughs> that is very true. We were wrecked
0: <laughs> yeah. They were shipwrecked by uh, a sea that is underneath the Mediterranean yeah. uh, that leads to another volcano and comes up. It's pretty funny. So yeah, I mean, I enjoyed this book quite a bit. I uh, and that's surprising to me just because I had read it not that long ago and I thought, well, you know, you, you can't reread it, but it is very dense with um, with humor mm-hmm. and. And a lot of, I, I liked all the science that's going on in the history and the architecture. And, uh, yeah, he's mostly right as well. Mm-hmm. So it 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 is, you can see the appeal.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And you can see why it's an enduring classic in that way.
2: And the characters are very fun, too.
0: Mm-hmm. They're so
2: stark. Like the way that Han, Hans, they even say he's the exact opposite. If I had searched the whole world, I couldn't have found an opposite person. To my uncle. Yeah. Like, it, mm-hmm. they were, it was great. Um, also,
1: did you notice that what he would do with the characters, like after they experienced, and I know I'm probably linking this too closely, but after they experienced the thing where their um, compasses are backwards and they're not working right anymore, suddenly mm-hmm. at the end of the book, the uncle and the nephew have kind of exchanged personalities in the way of the the yeah. The nephew is mm-hmm. like, I'm mm-hmm. going to go on. I don't care. And Uncle's like, well, no, I think we should really think about how are we you know, going to get out or where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. I can't remember specifically, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. He also had them flip. For mm-hmm. a little while. Yeah. Just for a while. I mean, but it was then, that um, they were always the opposites of each other. So it was interesting that he had he let the uncle have some doubts and. And the the nephew's the one that the minute he says, well, oh, that's it, I'm never turning back. We're going to find out everything. The uncle's like, well, no, hold on.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, it's a process of maturation, right? And mm-hmm. he he starts off as a inveterate coward, right? That's oh, that's yeah. his his yeah. whole thing is I'm not going to tell him, I'm not going to tell him, I'm not going to tell him. And then he a very last second, right before the uncle's about to give up on the whole thing he tells him <laughs>
1: yeah, he gives it well and that's his pattern he's he waits yeah. almost long enough and then he craters
0: mm-hmm. right uh, same same thing with his um his madness in the in the caverns when yeah, he gets and, lost yeah in the whispering
2: yeah, yeah it was right. the same
0: thing he's just runs crazily getting beat up in in the darkness right and then and then what's that voices
1: Yeah, but the interesting thing about that, and this is why I found the character so – the most interesting thing is you see the seeds of what he will become. He's the Mm -hmm. one who understands why he can hear them. Mm
3: -hmm. He's the one
1: who's explaining it to the uncle because he's got a different scientific um, field. And so yeah. he understands things the uncle doesn't. And so you can see who he will become and the fact that he will probably be very much like his uncle when he gets older <laughs> you start to see that, too, because he's just as stubborn, but in it, it's expressed in a younger way. And so I loved the, the thing I loved was the um, and this showed both. But the vulnerability or the mistakes of both was the part after the uncle had saved his last mouthful of water. He'd wanted to drink it so many times, but he loved his nephew. This is the only way we're going to know it is he gave him that last mouthful of water. And here's how much I love you. And then it's like, so now we're going to go back. And he's like, is no. that all you've learned from this? <laughs> what is wrong with you? And so both of them are showing their absolute worst sides to each other, but also the best sides. At the same time, I just I really loved how he did this because this is how people are, you know, Yeah. if I made true. sense. I don't know if I made sense.
0: No, I think you're right.
2: Did you notice did do you, there was a there was a you know, the, the giant um, fur covered creature that
3: mm-hmm.
2: when I read that, I was thinking this is King Kong.
3: <laughs> it said, it i didn't think that yeah. feet
2: high covered in coarse hair of blackish brown hair on the arms from the shoulder to the elbow joints pointing downward well from the wrist it's pointing upwards it advanced its arms were long while its body was prodigious it had thick pointed teeth and it struck its breast as it came smelling and sniffing you know like pounding his <laughs> chest <laughs> i did not think of
1: king kong
0: there, there. Um, I think I tweeted you guys earlier this week, or maybe it wasn't to you, but yeah, no, it was to Misa. I sent it to you, um, directly, I guess. Um, that article about that was pretty cool. Yeah. So th- one of the things that happens, Julie, is he says, um, and of course there was this giant, right? Six, right. Which was sixteen foot or twelve foot? 12 foot I think it was sixteen guy. foot. Uh, giant bones discovered. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And the skull, oh no, the shoulders were like six feet across, and uh, the skull the size of a Volkswagen or whatever. <laughs> it wasn't Volkswagen. <laughs> but <laughs> um, the uh, there was an article uh, in a newspaper about it, actually two newspapers, and the reason we don't have this um, skull and, and uh, skeleton is because in some moral panic about uh the latest bubonic plague or whatever they oh. they burned it. Oh. But so they really they So kept this the axe. really
1: existed it was of a person A uh, human
0: or something. Well, we don't know because oh, no. it, it's been Got burned, it. right? Okay. But presumably presumably it was a uh, something, but they have the axe, right? Oh. Which I guess they didn't burn. So this and is so for real? Yeah, I mean it's quoted in the book. It's
2: quoted in the book. And then I was then I got really confused. I was I and I couldn't tell yeah, because if it was really real or <laughs> Well, see that's I tended
1: to assume that most of those quotes were things he made up to support his own I don't think he own... made up
0: very much. Well, the only thing that's really uh, Arnon Segnusum is not a real guy. Right. Okay. I'm pretty sure about that. And he even really tells us he's not a real guy because when they goes to the librarian and says, "Hey, uh Got any books by Arden Sagnusum? he says, Arn Sagnusum, the great blah 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 blah. Yeah. Sixteenth <laughs> century scientist who who everyone hated, and who was super <laughs> genius and the greatest Icelandic right, whatever. Um and he says, Yes, yes. And he says, No, we don't have any books.
1: They were all
0: burnt. Right.
1: So, yeah. Well, I guess I should have read the notes in the back of this book to see what was real and what wasn't. I just assumed that most of like those kind of things about the six-foot axe and the, or 12-foot axe or whatever it was, I was like, he made that up.
0: Here, let me, uh, I've got um, the section here. Gentlemen, I have the honor to introduce you to a man of the quaternary or post-tretinary system. Eminent geologists have denied his existence. Others, no less eminent, have affirmed it. The St. Thomas's of paleontology, if they were here, might now touch him with their fingers and would be obliged to acknowledge their error. I am quite aware that science has to be on guard with its discoveries of this kind. I know what capital enterprising individuals like Barnum. And then, by the way, did you notice at the end of the book... (laughs) He's going to go on a show with yeah, Barnabas. Yeah. <laughs> Barnabas made out of fossil men. I have heard that the great kneepan of Ajax, the pretended body of Orestes, claimed to have been found by the Spartans and the body of Astertius, ten cubits long, of which person, the Pausinuians speak. I have read the reports of the skeleton of Trapani, founded in the 14th century, and which, at the time, identified as that of Polyphemus, right? the guy right. from one-eyed guy. The Odyssey. Um, yeah. And the history of the giant unearthed, and this is the one, in the 16th century near Palermo, you know as well as I do, gentlemen, that the analysis made in Lucerne in 1577 of those huge bones, which the celebrated Dr. Felix Plattner affirmed to be those of a giant 19 feet high. I have gone through the treaties of treaties of Cassaninian, and all those memoirs, pamphlets, answers, and rejoinders published respecting the skeleton of Tutobocus, the invader of Gaul, dug out from a sandpit in Dauphin in 1613. In the 18th century, I would have stood up for Schenhauser's pre-Adamite man and against Campet. I have pursued a writing in, entitled Jaget and then here my uncle's unfortunate infirmity met him—that of being <laughs> unable to in public to pronounce hard words.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so Campet of Jag- <laughs> <laughs>
0: you I could get no for the Gigante. <laughs> Whatever that thing was, gigantes doliji! At last, the professor burst out, mm-hmm. and yeah, so he starts giving a lecture. Right. That's
1: yes. I'm planning my lecture. I just can't hold it in. I have to say it right now.
0: And he's the guy who stands there saying, "I know this and I know that. I am a complete expert. I'm not really uh, doing the lesson." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a funny character, the the uncle. Yeah, I love the uncle. He's very much uh, of that style of Professor uh, Challenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, yeah, it's he's he's he, I I mean I could have expected sequels with this guy because he is so funny. Which but, and
1: yeah, Doyle did do mm-hmm. uh, four books with Professor Challenger, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Mm.
1: With different. <laughs> You know the poison gas belt that the Earth goes through and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. The, the equally, belt. yeah, the poison belt. That's yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I'm looking through my notes, but they're but they're just talking about how all these were fraudulently exhibited and
2: mistakes. So, so, you're talking about the uh, the all the the giant things belt. that were,
1: yeah, giant. Yeah, the the discoveries that you.
2: So talking. so like the National Enquirer. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. It's
0: not everything that's reported in the newspaper is true. <laughs> really? Aliens found in is...
2: No, no, I mean, aliens are true, Julie. Let's be clear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, but which? Well, kind? that's true, but not <laughs> not the subterranean <laughs> kind uh, of aliens. Okay. Yes.
1: The pure energy aliens of Gene Roddenberry, who pretend that right. they're gods, or the kinds with the big eyes, or the kinds that play music to you.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. So what do we what do we think about Hans having to get paid every Sunday, I, whether <laughs> whether or not they're at the center of the earth?
1: <laughs> I have a schedule. I'm sticking to it.
0: <laughs> I think this is supposed to be like you know the Icelanders have it really hard, right? Oh yeah. And they're so steady, even though it's uh, the descriptions of the what the Icelanders look like. They don't they don't smile. Are you, right. He, he,
2: said, he said something about. They're, they they laugh, but a, they don't a, a, smile. He said something like, "They remind me of uh, Eskimos, but they don't even get right. the benefit of of being
1: Eskimos or something." It's something thought, like that. I yeah. Thought,
2: what are? Because I remember thinking of that and going,
1: "What were the benefits of being Eskimos?" I don't think he said. And I was like, "What benefits are these?" Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> they they have it pretty uh, they have it pretty rough. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: And and so that when. The professor says, "Yes, uh, can you lead us to this mountain?" "Yes, you pay me uh, every Sunday, right?" Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're going down into the center of this uh, center of the earth. That's fine. You pay me every Sunday. Yeah, he
2: never bats right? an eye about anything.
0: That's right. Also undyingly loyal
1: because uh, when the nephew Axel tries to get him to leave when they don't have any water, and he's like, "No, nope, master, that's the one right. word he knows." No, right. no, he'll kill you, master. I'll just do what he right.
0: says. That's right.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that I, I guess that idea of also they because they live with such hardship anyway that he he just keeps doing his duty. This is how yeah. you get through everything.
2: Yeah, that's he's yeah. the calm. He can be calm between the two extremes over there.
0: It is. It is. That's a, what's so weird about Vern compared to the others is that he is trying to do this weird, like international. Like these people are interesting. And we should have sympathy for them, because even though they're weird in these sort of stereotypical and racist ways, <laughs> yeah. um, not not, well. not ra- hateful racist, just no. racist as in they exemplify yeah. These are the qualities of their yeah of their right. nationalities. That's right. Um, we should be uh, sympathetic and interested in the way that I am, right? Mm-hmm. That I I find them fascinating and I love reading about them. And here here is them exemplified by this sort of cute character um and that that's completely absent from from conan doyle conan doyle is an internationalist as well but it's not um he he doesn't quite do it but you know who doesn't even care about that at all i mean he does it it a little bit
1: he's about the qualities they can bring towards solving the adventure that they're on
0: right the uh
1: yeah resources that they can offer essentially
0: but, uh edgar edgar rice burroughs right every every tribal princess is basically the same as every other tribal well, princess. well yeah <laughs> and every hero is john carter right mm-hmm. they're you no know, stand up uh that you know there might be a few variations here and there but generally they're they're you know, Americans. Right? Well, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. Know what they're doing he just there.
1: wasn't the talent that those other two were. I mean, well, I'm not sure I that, like Edgar Rice Burroughs fine. Don't get me wrong. I read all the, well, not all, but a whole lot of the Tarzan books and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But he just, he's not. But he's not, not as he's broad as
0: and as good as them. That's all. Well, I, I'm. The thing is, is what Vern is doing is cool, but I actually prefer. Uh, like I'm I'm not usually the guy who says you know what this needs is more romance right <laughs> <laughs> it needs a lot more romance
3: yeah what's you know
0: the way um mm-hmm. the way conan doyle dealt with the end so it starts the same way the girl uh says you need to become a man
3: yeah um mm-hmm. uh, and so he
0: goes on this adventure comes back uh in in this book right he comes back and he marries her mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah. By the way, she was a geologist or a mineralogist guess, as well. Of course, she was. She's <laughs> German. Yeah. You know? She was the also all, she was, they're all mineralogists.
1: Uh, she <laughs> was also in that family. You
0: know? That's right. The uncle was her father, right? So that's right. That's right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's even the servants were were funny. It, it was it yeah. was all good characterization. Anyways, um, the way. Uh, Conan Doyle dealt with it, right? He goes off on this adventure to prove his manliness, comes back, and the girl's married like a banker or something, right? (laughs) Um, and that's sort of the the cute cynicism of of uh, Conan Doyle. But the way Edgar Rice Burroughs does it every single time, it's this guy goes off, becomes is manly, does manly things, saves the princess, and marries her and has her babies or whatever. Mm-hmm. He Twice has a st- baby. Pumps. Well, she, she lays some eggs for him, or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever depending it is. Depending on what planet you know, you're on, depending yeah. on what planet you're on, but, or what center of the earth you're on.
1: Right. Ian. Also, you just talking about that stereotypic look at how the adventures go made me think of H. Rider Haggard, mm-hmm. um, who, he, his lost worlds were always in Africa on a plateau or something, because or in a cave or some such thing, because that was the lost world of their time. And he'd lived there, so he could do that. But he also had that kind of um, – he had the same, of course, adventure type. You know, they're going mm-hmm. off to do this thing, and there's the woman, and but he would also – diverge from it in that sometimes the women were the worst women in the world, literally like she, She. Yeah. or, um, they also had their own thing to offer. Like in uh, people of the mist where they had mm-hmm. clever, or I just read one called, Oh gosh, I can't remember what I call it was called. But anyway, she was also considered to be a white goddess among the Zulu people or some such thing, but she had to use all her wits to save the guy. Mm-hmm. So he, flipped it around but he also used these same storytelling devices um as all these others of the time
0: yeah it's it's funny how different they can be basically doing the exact same stuff right? mm-hmm. yeah. and and reading vern you get the sense of you know you if you read enough vern you would know even if nobody told you that this book existed ah oh, this is sort of Vernian, right and the science just, yeah it just uh, it's it's not just science it's science history literature well, you, right Plays. Yeah the,
1: the, yeah yeah the knowledge let's put it that way
0: Yeah and sort of just l- reveling in in the in that knowledge and enjoying <laughs> sort of looking down on your nose at people who don't enjoy uh you know the <laughs> very detailed history of some obscure subject
1: Yeah and I guess that's what's kind of um yeah I tried reading fairly recently. I tried reading, I think it's the Mysterious Island with the guys mm-hmm. who are escaping from the Confederate camp and mm-hmm. Prisoner of War camp and floating off to this island.
0: And That's the sequel, right, to Nemo?
1: I th- probably, but I didn't realize it at the time. It was. I knew it was – I later figured out it was the sequel or prequel. I wasn't sure. But um, – I, and I was loving it until it just got super bogged down. And here's how you survive on an island when you don't know where you are. And I'm like, oh, could we put a little story in with it? And then there was another similar one where I was going, oh, this is so great. And then again, it got bogged down. And I went, really, could you just thread some of this stuff with the
0: story? There was a really, really funny meme. I I don't know if you guys saw it last summer. Uh, I think it was last summer. Maybe it was more recently than that. Uh, about the there was some guys camping out on some government land, and he was in a ca- his car, and he sent a video to his kids about about you know, daddy made a vow. Did you remember that? Uh uh Okay. Well, anyways, he, he says, "Daddy made a promise to uh, uphold the Constitution." He's like tapping it, sort of really sad, on <laughs> the on the steering wheel, uh. and a whole bunch of people started mocking him. <laughs> Because, you know, he's he's kind of crazy, uh, uh-huh. anti-federalist, what federal government. I mean, not that that's necessarily the craziest thing. But the important part was one guy, really funny, he picked up a copy of The Mysterious Island. He says, Daddy made a vow to read Mysterious Island. <laughs> he starts tapping it on the steering wheel. But There's so many descriptions of rocks and twigs. <laughs> he starts crying. You know, it's like... Oh man, that's
1: funny! <laughs> and the whole time I'm reading this thing, I'm like, "But there's a guy who I think didn't drown, but nobody's helping him." Um, hello, yeah, just it ground to it's,
0: a. <laughs> it's too interested in geology when the yeah. plot's trying to unfold.
1: Now, and I will tell you an interesting book. I don't know if you've read it. It's um, do you know about the American reporter from Vern's time called Nellie Bly? Hmm.
0: No, she, I don't think so
1: she was a New York reporter, and she was
0: intrepid. She, oh, her most she's the one who went on the the Around the World in 80 Days? She did. She, yeah. Yeah,
1: she actually literally did it where by the time her editor agreed, she had to just throw things in a bag. Now she got time to go, okay, I think if I just take one dress and it's like this, and if I take these two pieces of underwear. And so she tells you everything in her bag, and she just she does it, but she stops in and visits Vern. She has a chance wow. to do that. And it's fascinating, even if all you read is that part. The whole book is really good, and she's yeah, a wonderful writer. And the person who reads it on LibriVox is quite good.
0: Oh, cool, it's there.
1: Oh, yeah, that's where I encountered it. And um, But Vern is talking about how sad he is. He'd never get to see all these things, and, um, and how much he's watching her progress. And so it's really neat. The thing Nellie Bly was really famous for was she went – Incognito, and she was fairly well known, so this was difficult for her. But she went into an insane asylum in New York City, got herself, I mean, she had to go into the boarding house and have people who didn't know her go, Whoa, something's wrong with this lady. Went through the committal process, through the court, did all the stuff, and finally wound up in the middle of one of these places and lived there for, I keep thinking two weeks, but that doesn't seem long enough, maybe a month. And it was just, of course, dreadful. And then somebody came and got her out. And and during that time, she'd have to go, oh, crap, it's visiting day. I know this person and go kind of hide her face and not let them drag her mm. out where she could be around people. And so but then she wrote the whole thing down and it led to an overhaul of the insane asylums in New York yeah. because oh. it was so dreadful. I mean, she was really the bee's knees and she went to Mexico and lived there for a while going, here's what it's really like in Mexico, which nobody knew because all they had were the stereotypic or mm-hmm. brief news reports from a certain point of view. She was really cool.
2: I recognized her name. I didn't know what she did though.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, and all that stuff, I think
1: most of it is on LibriVox, Hmm. but I just actually, you know, of course, very cheaply, you can get it from project Gutenberg for, you know, to read online or on your Kindle or whatever. You can get it free on the Kindle. You can get it all kinds of places. I mean, and they're well worth reading. She's quite a good writer. Mm -hmm. Very personable.
0: It's back in the time when newspapers actually paid for reporters to go and, you know, do news and yeah yeah research things and
1: yeah they that was a,
0: they had this cool sensationalism
1: idea. that we have today, but unlike today, they actually had good in-depth reports, which I feel we're missing a lot of. Totally. So, anyway. Highly recommended, especially even if you just go look. It's fairly early on, but where she goes to his cottage and meets his wife and sees the big map that he used to write around the world in eighty days. I mean, it's really cool.
2: That's very cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I was looking at uh, there. There was a, a something on the BBC page and it was it was talking about actually going down to the center of the earth and it was saying at this distance you get this and at this distance and Mm -hmm. this it said once you get to the center the earth forces of gravity are pulling you in every direction Mm -hmm. so you're floating right so imagine if that crazy yeah so if that would be the end of the book because you'd be stuck and then another and then another Voyager would go down to save them and then they'd be stuck
0: well you could use ropes I guess
2: you could use ropes. Yeah. Yes. You, I guess.
0: But, but you, you could, can't do that. Oh Cause God. the Earth's center is hot. And somebody yeah.
1: hauls. Well, did you, I guess, listen to the, in our time about the Earth's core. I don't
0: no. Not recently. It's when an was that older one?
1: And I came across it and went, oh, I'll try it. And it was fascinating. Yeah. As to what they now know, where as, as they kept saying, we can't really know, but here's what we can deduce. And here's mm-hmm. how, and they describe it. And it was a good set of scientists, so they did it in a way that I really could follow it. And um, yeah, so like there's a solid center of the Earth's core, but there's also this ocean of red hot everything that it's everything. I mean, it was just it completely mm-hmm. changed the way I thought about. I just thought the whole center of the Earth was magma or whatever, and that's not the case. There's actually layers and different things, and the way, you really mm-hmm. should go listen. It's fascinating.
0: It's the one science i I took in university is geology oh, yeah. huh you have to do a science right to mm-hmm. get your degree yeah and uh, i I tried biology and if uh, they just teach it wrong they I, I if I went back now, I'd be like, no, the, don't try and memorize that here's here's yeah. the Greek meaning of this and uh, right, and it's just all like, oh uh, right, they just understand things by what they their their names. Are what they do, right? That's the cool thing: is they just name it what it is, right? You have to turn it into a story, and that's how. Yeah, it is a story that way, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's no memorization; it's all learning.
3: Yeah,
0: which is the way it should be. So, the one I I did really well in was geology, and the reason is, um, as he says in this book. he could tell you know rocks apart at a glance or whatever mm-hmm. and then he also says that you can he could tell rocks apart by um smell sound taste right did he
2: say that oh. i don't remember that he
0: did he did really? it's in there um and that is true the really cool part about geology is um <laughs> you can sort of figure out by doing a bunch of tests with your body it's tactile right? you pick it up you yeah, exactly. Some of them feel like some rocks, ah, they feel oily, yeah.
3: right? And
0: some are very light, some are very hard. You can take a rock and mm-hmm. scratch it against another rock that tells you its hardness, which tells you what kind of rock it is, right? Interesting. Um, now, uh, I'm, I probably told this on the podcast at some point or another, but Please I just love <laughs> that on the final exam in geology, <laughs> you don't have like, a bunch of paper and, uh, uh, you know, an essay to write. Mm -hmm. Instead, they give you a tray full of rocks.
3: That's cool.
0: They're in the wrong order, all mixed up and unordered, right? And you have a a certain amount of time to figure out what order they're in and try and get them all right. That's great. And the very first thing that everybody does is they all pick up the white rocks and start putting them on their tongue.
1: Tasting them, (laughs) Because
0: one of them is salt. Oh, Sure. Right? And as soon as you got that one, you've started the process of sorting everything out.
1: Hmm. Well, and Axel talks about the ferrous iron taste of the water.
0: Exactly. And they yeah. do
1: a lot of talking about
0: coal and all that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it what's, the, uh, what's the guide's name? Hans. Hans. Hans Hans, Brock. Hans-, <laughs> Hans- <laughs> Is, right? is- Hans. Brock?
2: Yeah. Yum yum. Yeah.
0: It's, it's like a spa. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. It's scalding hot water. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. I was expecting them to drown at that moment. I thought he mm-hmm. was they were just gonna flood that whole compartment.
0: <laughs> well the whole yeah. compartment is the size of but the earth. But then the whole
2: though. compartment was the size of the earth, so it didn't actually yeah. work out that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they could have also just gone above the water since it was going down. That's right. But I did
2: love the fact that the nephew says, we
1: need to block this back up. And the uncle goes, oh, well, well all right. Let's try. <laughs> you, you went <laughs> along with that? No gloves, huh? Good good call. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: he
1: finally goes, oh, I guess we don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it'll just flow down and be our this guide water.
0: back. Oh, okay. It starts draining the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so it was an interesting choice and i'm glad i read it but i don't think i want to read any more verne
2: for a I long time
1: done. i won't say ever yeah you know, the,
2: I, the wikipedia says that he's the second most translated author in the world between agatha christie and william shakespeare i believe it w- would that be partly because of the number of books that you said did you say you wrote
0: 64 64? yeah
2: so like i just
0: 66 one of but those.
1: I just think he's also got those timeless ideas what's it like doing that what's it like hmm. I mean I kind of looked at from the earth to the moon and then I went I could not take the science um you know I guess if I just wanted to flip through the pages get a print copy because i I like the stories he tells it's this it's the fact that he puts so much in there and, and I think that's why as I said I liked around the world in 80 days although even then i finally just went you know really but he had more adventures because they had more geographical things to get across like you know chasms
2: well you're also looking at it from from this from our viewpoint like i can imagine in 1871 that people must have been eating that up because Mm -hmm. where else are they going to get you know concrete details they didn't have oh yeah you know so this is sort of no yeah
1: well, and it was, uh, oh, crud, I can't remember this. Oh, it's like um, Ben-Hur. Mm-hmm. That was a huge bestseller because it was written with such care for accuracy, and everybody knew they were never going to get to go to where Jesus was, the Holy Land. Right. But they could read all the descriptions of how everybody looked and, you know, their their. um the culture and all that kind of stuff. And the guy who wrote it was, he was a civil war general. I just love that. And he actually went Governor over in there. New
0: Mexico? Huh? Governor in New Mexico or Arizona. Yeah,
1: exactly. Wallace, like Lou Wallace. Mm-hmm. Lou Wallace. Yeah. And he went to over there to be sure he was as accurate as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it was the same thing as around the world in 80 days where you, where else were you going to be able to go to India? Never. Right. You know, so I and and I can appreciate all that, but I don't care about the science because I'm <laughs> going to the center of the earth or to the moon or the twigs on the mysterious island. I just <laughs> I just have to read uh, my, do my own abridging.
0: This has been the SFF Audio Podcast. Please join us at www.sffaudio.com.